Welcome to the first official episode of the Hot Mess Roundtable. My name's Jordan, and I'm a hot mess because I'm a corporate stooge who works way too many hours, and I feel the constant societal pressure to be perfect in every aspect of my life. My name's Amanda, and I'm a hot mess because I'm a full-time working mom and wife just trying to figure out life. And I'm Lauren, and I am a hot mess because I am an organized person living in a very disorganized world with uh, a husband, four kids, and three dogs. Okay, and most important thing for this week, what are we drinking, Lauren? We are drinking a spicy ginger man, maybe a spicy ginger woman. Oh, I like that the better. podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, vanilla vodka, hazelnut liqueur, um, butterscotch schnapps, and ginger beer. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Okay, first episode, brand new weekly podcast we're going to try to do. Maybe if we feel like we can be organized enough to do it, we'll see. So I think we just want to introduce ourselves a little bit to our audience of the two people that are going to listen to this <laughs> and, you know. Just get to know us. I think first thing I wanted to say, like the most important thing I want people to know is we're not professionals and we've never done any podcasting or anything like this ever. No. No. Nope. We're just friends that like to chat and thought maybe our chatting could benefit other women. Yes. Yeah. So internet be nice to us. If we fuck this up, we're really sorry. (laughs) We will. We'll get better. We will mess up. We will. Just just be prepared. We're totally going to mess up. But we'll get better as time goes on, we promise. Practice, practice. Let's introduce ourselves. Yeah, so um, I uh, just want to talk a little bit about how we know each other. Um, So the the three of us women used to work together, um, and I no longer work, but the other two women still work together. Um, And we have enjoyed... um, getting to know each other and being around each other and just um, like supporting one another outside of the workplace and decided to bring it to um, to the podcast. So um, Amanda was friends with Jordan's mom for years before she ever That's even right. met Jordan. Yep. yep. Um, and then Jordan and myself, Lauren, we officially, officially met in 2011 when we started working together, um, but figured out that we actually took dance lessons together when we were little girls. So it's a really Isn't small world. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. At uh, Sunshine. Yeah. At Sunshine, Sunshine dance, dance Academy <laughs> in Springfield, Missouri. It was yeah. adorable. Well, there's a video floating around somewhere, a VHS of us. There so, is. Of us both dancing together. So um, we're going to do a little bit of a round table and each of us are going to give a quick intro and share our hot mess story. Amanda, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, so I, um, originally am from San Diego, California, my husband Cliff and I moved here to Missouri in 1999 after we got married because he wanted to move here before that, but I wouldn't move until we got married because I didn't want to get stuck somewhere. Um, smart woman. Yeah. But, uh, we moved in 99 and it's the best move we ever made. So we just, um, we've been together for We've been married for 25 years, going on 26, and we've been dating for 32 years. So, yep, we're high school sweethearts. I, I don't think I knew that. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we started dating when I was 15. So. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. How so, old is he? 17. Okay, okay. Yep. So, we've got three kids. I have two daughters and a son and um, two crazy dogs at home that 
one which we adopted and we, what do you, we adopted her. And then one, Cameron brought home the week after she graduated from high school and didn't tell us, but she's <laughs> turned out to be the best dog ever. So yeah, we're just, um, <laughs> I've done that a few times. Oh <laughs> my goodness. It was a mess, but she's been great. So, um, my dad lives here. He moved here, um, 12 years ago after my mom passed and he lives in Branson with my stepmom and they're just enjoying their retired life. And, um, I have a brother that is 11 years older than me and a sister that's nine years older than me. So baby. Yeah, baby. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's about it. There's not too much to us, but we're simple. We're happy and we love it here in Missouri. So what makes you a hot mess? Oh my God. My, (laughs) just my life period. I am just trying to figure everything out, you know, being a mom, working full time, coming home, trying to, you know, luckily Jake's not in sports right now, but you know, when the girls were playing softball, like my life was chaos, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd have something literally every night and, um, it's calmed down a little bit, but you know, we're just trying to figure it out. We got a new, you know, we got a new normal we're working on and yeah, we're just trying to figure out life right now and it's been a little crazy but we're getting there I love it Lauren tell us your hot mess story all right well I'm Lauren and I am 36 I live here in Springfield with my husband Matt and we have four kids so um, I have a son from my first marriage he is nine and a half a fourth grader and then I ha- uh, together we have a five-year-old a three-year-old and a almost one-year-old and um, we have three dogs. We just adopted a chocolate lab puppy last week. Oh <laughs> so my that, gosh. that was a choice. <laughs> that was kind of my Christmas gift to Matt. Um, so I don't know if he really feels like it was a gift right now, but um, but she, she's she's great. She's gonna be a good addition to the family. Um, I do not work. I um, worked full time up until May, and so now I just stay home with my kids. And I do a lot with our school and um, I'm a member of our PTA. Um, so that keeps me pretty busy um, just doing the whole full-time mom thing right now, which with four is is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hot mess story, I actually want to tell um, everyone about meeting my husband because... <laughs> I love it. I feel, I know Jordan is a story. I'm not sure if Amina knows, but, um, cause I feel like it's one of those things where I felt like I was a complete like hot mess in life and, um, there was a silver lining. So, I love it. um, so I met my husband, Matt in 2016 and, um, it was on the 4th of July, which happens to be his birthday. He's several years younger than me and it was his 20, his 25th birthday And, um, so I didn't know him and earlier in the day I'd been dating this guy for probably about six months that I went to high school with and he was, um, well, I, let's just say I was way more into him than he was into me. (laughs) And so it was one of those, this was the bat guy. Yeah, this is the bad guy. Okay. And so um, who's married now, by the way? But at the time. I never liked him. I yeah, never met him. No. I never liked him. No, he didn't <laughs> He didn't meet like anybody. I mean, obviously we went to high school together. So like all my friends from high school knew him. But um, he was just like not really into me at all, I don't think. But I, I was into him for whatever reason. So um, I was going through a divorce, separated, had been separated for a while, was dating him kind of casually. Obviously he never met my son. He... 
Um, he knew who my family was, but I don't think he ever like really came over or anything. So he wants to go to lunch on the 4th of July. There's like one place open, one bar open downtown. So we go to lunch and we have a couple beers and he, um, basically just like breaks things off with me. You know, he's like, it's just not working. And I think you're more serious than me. I don't want kids. Like you have a kid. I don't want to get married. Like I said, he's married now. So interesting but um so anyways he breaks things off with me a bullet yeah yeah I definitely did not better at all because I I definitely I won the lottery out of this deal but anyways so um so I go home and I'm just like you know fuck him (laughs) his loss (laughs) trying to talk myself up go home didn't have my son that day so I just was day drinking since I'd started at the bar, um, I did have a roommate that lived with me at the time. And I was like, hey, do you want to go back down to the bar that's it's like the only bar open and just keep drinking? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we go down there. We're sitting outside on the sidewalk, just people watching and getting completely plastered. And this guy walks up with his dog. And I'm not really a dog person, but my roommate was. And so he walks up with his dog and is like, hey, would you guys mind holding my dog while I run inside and get a beer? I'm like, sure. So we hold this dog on on her leash and he goes inside to get a beer. It comes back out. We end up spending the rest of the evening talking. Find out we have tons of stuff in common. Like we both went to this like crazy little art school for our first year of college, even though it was five years apart. But it's like a school that nobody goes to in Kansas City and um, just had a lot of things in common. So I ended up um, walking home with him that evening, (laughs) which was Maybe not the safest decision, but it worked out. <laughs> and we've been together ever since. So it was one of those things where I was like this drunk, like had just been broken up with, was approaching 30 at the time. Just felt like I like love, I was never going to find love again. Didn't really even want to. And my husband walked in into the That's picture. Awesome. And I love him and he's great. And he is, he's just, he's my perfect other half. So um, obviously we've had three kids since then and um the dogs so we still have the dog he is better yeah i i he's great i approve of matt like the other one was useless not so much <laughs> i approved although i will say i was also a fan of husband number one yeah I he's a good guy husbands. they were he's, both great yeah. yeah my first husband's still in the picture like we co-parent yeah. he's great that's good but yeah the bat guy not so much that guy sucked bat yeah guy. <laughs> he studied bats that's it was very did. weird that was like his job which would well, make you think he was he'd a be more interesting than he really is. You would is. think, but you know, it kind of. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, he's I a, mean, he was a wildlife go, biologist. People, yeah, bats though. I mean, there's so many other wildlife, cooler animals, cooler right? animals that you could go with. I know. Yeah. Now, if he turned out to be a really great guy, we'd be like, "That's the coolest job in the we world." We would. <laughs> it's true. But now he's just how things work. So. Yeah, yeah, we we don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, do yeah. you want to tell us your hot mess? Yeah. Yeah. So my whole life is a hot mess and that's okay. (laughs) I'm here for it. So let's see. I am 37 years old and married to the best hubby in the whole wide world. He's the one that set up this whole podcast. So Thor, you're fabulous. Good job. Thank you. So we don't have any kids. Um, I am a dog mom. Um, Proud, crazy dog mom. But I think the story I wanted to share with you guys was like my childhood trauma that I inflicted on myself. So that's going to be my hot mess story. Because I have to preface this with like, I really did. I grew up in this idyllic 
childhood. Um, this perfect middle class, never wanted for anything, had the most loving parents, um, still married today. They're amazing people, and they've always supported me, done everything um, I've ever asked, given me anything I wanted. But I always felt like the um, like black sheep of the family. My brother and sister were five and six years older than me, and they were like the cheerleader and the football star and just like the popular kids and just, you know, did everything, um, had these big groups of friends, were in all kinds of sports. My sister's like the perfect straight-A kid, um, went straight into my par- same profession as my parents, nursing, and then my brother went and followed in suit later on. And so, you know, they're just all like a line, and then I'm like this dark sheep theater kid. I didn't have any sports I enjoyed, not a sports person, but I found theater in high school and that was like my thing. Like I was going to do theater Mm -hmm. and I was like that kid. And then I was the kid who was like, no backup school for me. I'm going to this ridiculously expensive fine arts academy. I'm going to be a stage manager for live events and that's going to be my career. I can totally see you doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I did. And um, for a year, Uh I went to a very expensive, fancy fine arts school in St. Louis, and my parents paid for it because they're amazing people. I hated it. (laughs) I hated it so much. And what I've learned now that I'm older and can kind of look back on, like, what went wrong there, what I really loved about theater was, you know, that sense of community and, like, all the weird kids come together and make art Mm -hmm. and support each other, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Just like what we're doing here, like, supporting each other. There, it was so cutthroat, and everybody was out for everything, and everybody was, like, competing for the best shows and for the best roles, and it was just, it was miserable. So, came home after a year, and just kind of floated through my early 20s, living with my parents, not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up, and that was not a great feeling for me, because I had these siblings who are five and six years older than me, like, living their lives, and my brother has, like, a million different college degrees, He's traveled. He's got all these great life experiences. My sister has three amazing babies and just is like the perfect child. And so like, and I was just like the black sheep, right? (laughs) So eventually, um, after my husband and I got engaged about 11 years ago and realized, oh, one of us should get like health insurance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a thing we don't think of when we're young. No, we don't. But you know, when we got engaged, I'll give it to myself. Like I did think of it. I was like... Someone should have health insurance. So <laughs> I started working at a large employer in Springfield and just worked my way up the corporate ladder. And so that's why I introduced myself as the corporate stooge at the very beginning of this podcast, because I am. I, and like, I lovingly embrace the title. I love my job now. Put myself through school, got my bachelor's, got my master's. It was the very last semester, the last class of my master's degree. I'm sitting there in the class and everyone's presenting their capstone projects And one girl's talking about first-generation college students and how many more there are out there than we think. And I start kind of thinking about my own family because my parents both went to college and it was always just an expected thing. My brother and sister both went to college right out of high school. Like, I was the screw-up that didn't do it right, right? I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, holy shit. My parents are actually both first-generation college students. My mom's mom never went to school. Her dad was in the military. He never went to school. Mm -hmm. My dad's dad was a Nabisco cookie salesman, which is adorable and so sweet. Mm -hmm. We have all the Nabisco memorabilia, but he didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. His mom never worked. Like, they are both first-generation college students, and they never told us. And so I asked him, I was like, why didn't you tell me? Because I feel like a total screw-up. And, you know, and they were like, we just didn't want you to ever feel like you had to live up to anything. We wanted you to be your own person. 
I don't know, I, I became this perfectionist in my 20s because I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so I had to be perfect at everything. Like whatever career I went into, whatever activity I was doing, I had to put th- throw so many hours into it and just became a perfectionist. That's how I became a workaholic, right? So now in my late 30s, I'm trying so hard to unwind some of that mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I'm not as big of a screw up as I thought I was. And I'm actually really proud of my college degrees now. And I'm really proud of where I'm at in my um, corporate life. And I'm really proud of my family and the home I've built. And so I'm trying really hard to kind of unwind some of that perfectionism because now it comes through in different ways where it's like, oh, you work 50, 60 hours a week, but then you have to come home and have this perfectly clean house and you can't have any dirty laundry and your refrigerator has to look perfect. You know, like, and you have to have... Fancy meals on the table every night. Don't come to my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, right? So, I mean, like, why do we feel like we have to be perfect and live in this perfectionist society? So I actually did a little bit of research um, whenever I was like, okay, we're going to start this podcast. Why do we feel like the need do we have to be perfect? And so I found this article from Business Matters magazine, and they had some really good statistics. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll put it on our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group already, you guys. It's really exciting. The two people that listen to this podcast should join it. I'll <laughs> link to be that like, too. what, our husbands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you That'd think they're going to listen? Mine, I mean, mine probably will not. I, no, mine also will not. <laughs> Unless it's about like mortgage. My daughter might. <laughs> My daughter might. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. My mom will listen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I know your mom. My mom listen. will listen and she'll be super excited for us because yes. she's like the best mom in the world. My husband will not listen probably because he listened to our test run we did. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And he was like, are you just going to complain about me the whole time? Are you just going <laughs> to bash your husbands? Is that what this podcast no. is? And I was like, no, but this is just how women talk. And he's like, they just bash their husbands. And I was like, a little bit. <laughs> I, I feel like you've only said nice things about yeah. him. Right? Yeah. I know. But I, I don't know if he'll listen or not. We'll see. That's funny. Okay, so we've got Cameron listening, and your mom's going to listen. My mom doesn't know what a podcast is, so she will not listen. We'll introduce her to it. We'll download Kathy. She will be so. My stepmom might. She was like all excited about it for us. My mom will get her phone like on Spanish somehow. I can't figure (laughs) out how to get it off Spanish. So I doubt. You know who else will totally listen? Our mutual best buddy, Carolyn, will totally listen and support us. Hi, Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. (laughs) You know who else? I'll get Casey. Oh, yeah. Oh, and to honor Carolyn, so hot mess is one of my, like, coined terms that I use all the time. Mm -hmm. And so Carolyn bought me this cute little plaque, um, like, two or three Christmases ago. Like, a long time ago, I feel like. But it was, God bless this hot mess, so I put it in our little um, center of our table for us. So Carolyn's here with us for our podcast. I love it. That's awesome. Isn't that fun? Love it. She's going to be on her way to Florida, so. She's not thinking of us right now. No, she's not. Did all of our shout outs. Yeah, yeah did. that's right. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> so I found this article in Business Matters magazine. Um, and I can't think it's actually the UK version, but we'll post it in our Facebook and our um, show notes. But it said that they, did, they looked at a study that surveyed young adults aged 16 to 34. And 75% of the women surveyed felt the pressure to be perfect compared to 62% of male respondents who felt the need to be perfect. And I just want to say, I still think 62 is really high. I think For it's men, high, yeah. too. I think that is yeah. high. 75% of young women and 62% of young men feel like they have to be perfect in the society. And so then it's like, okay, well, perfect how? 
So the areas the women respondents felt the pressure to be most perfect were, were as a parent, being attractive, and meeting family expectations. Which, I mean, come on, that's like, all of us feel that all the oh, time, right. don't we? absolutely. Check, check, check. Yep. And then a third of adults surveyed say that they feel the most pressure at work. Absolutely. So why? Why do we feel like this? Why do we feel like we have to be perfect? Why can't we just live our chaotic lives? I would love to know what the percentages were before social media existed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like, especially like being attractive and being a parent, maybe not so much meeting family expectations because that that is, happens outside of social media, but like being a parent, like my kids don't care if I'm a perfect parent. It's other parents, right, right that are judging right. me. And the same thing for being attractive. attractive. Like, my husband will find me attractive if I'm wearing, like, a trash bag. Not that I do that. <laughs> yes. But he, yes. he does. Yes. Like, I'm in my, yes. like, grandma pajamas. And he's like, you look great. You know? Yeah. And it, But it's social media. It's it other is. people. My husband always tells me, because I'll be like, well, if we're going out, let me go put on some makeup. You don't, you don't want to go out with me looking like this, right? And he's always like, um, I think you're gorgeous. You don't wear makeup for me. You wear makeup for yourself and other women. That's right. And I think that's yeah. 100% true. It he is. says that to me all the time. Yep. And I think it's like the most true well, thing. And you know, like with Instagram and Facebook and all of those out there now and all the stupid filters that these kids use oh, yeah. to make themselves look better. You know, my daughters, I, you know, I'm like, don't put that shit on. I don't care. I don't want to see that. I want to see you. I want to see your face. Right. I don't care what filter you use. The bold glamour filter oh, on God. TikTok. Yes. yes. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, it's a huge thing. <laughs> oh, my thing. God. Yeah. Lauren, we're going to have to do it. Before you leave, we're going to do it because okay. yeah. it is, like, ridiculous. Like, it makes you look like a freaking supermodel. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to tell. It doesn't look like a real filter. So then you have these influencers out here using the bold glamour. Right. And making filter. people think that's what they look yes. like. Yes. And then you've got all these young girls thinking, oh, I have to spend all this money on all this expensive makeup yep. and all this time in front of a mirror because I have to look like that and I'm not as pretty as that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So one of my favorite things TikTok has done, I'm a TikTok fan in case anyone hadn't noticed. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorite things TikTok has done though is a lot of influencers now will use the bold glamour filter and be like, this is not real. And take it off, and you see how they look like a normal, normal person, woman. Oh, I yeah, like that. yes, yeah. And so I've loved that part of TikTok, but I do just wonder, like, how many people out there are using these random filters like this? And right, you know, that makes me so glad that I grew up in the non-social media yeah era. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, you guys all said how old you are. I didn't. I'm 47, so you know, Gen X. You know, woohoo. You know, we did not have all that. By God, if anybody had cameras when we were growing up, <laughs> holy shit. I know. <laughs> like, literally, like, there's, it, it's just insane. So I'm glad I didn't grow up with all that stuff. And that's why I try to tell, you know, my girls and Jacob now, obviously, and my son, it's like, get off your phone. Yeah. Get off the phone. If you want to take a picture, that's fine. Don't put that damn filter on it because you're gorgeous the way you are. Yeah. You know, you don't see pictures of me when I was 16, 17 years old with a stupid filter on. That's all me, baby. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I bet. Yes. I'm so glad I didn't grow up in social media. It's great. It's, I, think, <laughs> I think we probably got social media. I know I got a Facebook when I turned, when I got a college email. So when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, you had to have a college yeah, email. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you right. had to have a college email to be on Facebook. And I, I had think one I too. actually had my college email before my college even was on Facebook because it was such a small, like, independent, private college. 
But and do you remember, though, like how toxic Facebook was back in the day? Like when it started, it was just a way to rate girls. Yes. Yes. I feel like, you know, at least we were technically adults when we got it. Right. And that was that, and that was pre-Instagram. But yeah. now, like, you know, kids have Facebooks. My kids don't. My, my girls do. But you're. But they're they hate adults. It. They're also adults. And they so. hate it. They're like never on it. Now, Jacob, he, you know, he's 13 and I'm just, so, I'm just like, I don't even want you to have a phone. I yeah. don't want you. I hate YouTube. I'm going to just going to be that mom. Oh my God. I hate YouTube. Too. I hate YouTube. He's on it all the time. If he's not on that, he's on, um, he's on his Xbox playing games, which I'd rather him play games than watch the crap that is on YouTube. I'm I, all I would rather my nine year old play Minecraft yes. and watch people play Minecraft. Yes. Why? Why, why do they do that? Why? And I will one, it would be one thing if they were like learning tricks or like, yeah, no, they're just know, literally or whatever, but that's not it. It's I'll just, walk in and Jake's watching someone play it and playing on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm talking to so-and-so. Why don't you play your <laughs> right? game? What are you doing? Yeah. It's okay. So my five-year-old nephew, he's five. And he is obsessed with the play- with the Plants vs. Zombies game, uh-huh. probably because his mom and I both love, love it. So uh, <laughs> it's not like a normal one I feel like kids are typically into, but he is. But he doesn't play Plants vs. Zombies. He watches it. He watches it. Yeah. I mean, he does play it too, but he watches it on YouTube. And there's like a Google, like the video Google, you uh-huh. know, uh, my mom has one at her house. And he will just stand there, standing on top of a dining room table with his face in that Google video, watching people play Plants vs. Zombies for like as long as you will let him. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. It is. How are they building like creativity? And They're I don't not. know. Yeah. No. And that's, that's the sad thing, you know. It's just... There's no, there's imagine, there's no imagination. I can't say there is imagination because they're just sitting there watching it. Right. They're not making it up. But that's the stuff. I mean, they see whatever's out there and whatever's mm-hmm. on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then they see that as society, societal norms, right? Yeah. So, like, my eight-year-old niece watches makeup tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes, oh, I want to – and she – my sister did, like, the best thing with her. She let her start doing her own makeup as early as she wanted to. Like four or five, like whenever she got interested in it mm-hmm. and let her wear whatever makeup she wanted. And it looked terrible, right? It looked like a four-year-old did their makeup, right? And she'd wear it around the house. But then now, by the time she's eight years old, her she does make her be- her makeup better than I do mine, right? <laughs> and she watches all these um, tutorials and she's fantastic at it. But I just wonder, like, you know, that's the societal pressure. Absolutely. She's mm-hmm. catching, to, yep. watching to feel the need to look as good as the girls on the videos. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my sister does an amazing job, my mom, and all of us do a good job of, like, you can wear makeup if you want to. You can not wear makeup. You're pretty no matter what. You right. know, and makeup's just a fun thing. It has nothing to do with our appearance. You know, yeah. I'm trying to kind of build those. But yeah. still, it's you can't keep – you can't get them away you from it. You can't get them away from it. But I, your, your nieces are in dance. And yes. there's a makeup component to that, too, because I when I grew up, yeah, I had nail polish, like sparkly nail polish. And I had like not probably not even real makeup, like fake makeup that you pretended to put on your face. Yes. But until I was in dance in fourth grade, like I didn't even own any makeup. And I remember showing up to my first recital with no makeup because I didn't know mm-hmm. that I was supposed to. And my mom wore like mascara. My mom was not a makeup person. So I show up to my first recital and every other girl has like the red lipstick on and like blush and tons of makeup, you know, to, for the yeah. stage purpose. And I didn't even have anything to put on. And I 
cried because I felt like I like didn't know what I was supposed to be doing and I felt out of place and some of the other girls put makeup on me but I think there's also like in some sports or in some you know some activities like dance like cheer they're also taught to make themselves up and yeah you know and yeah it's for stage presence for to an extent uh-huh. but I just remember make that made me feel so bad and still to this day like I I sometimes wear makeup <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think I not, actually owned any not makeup good person. makeup until I was probably 42 right you know I just I never had to wear it until I lost my eyebrows and then you know we got to do that every <laughs> freaking day love that about you though Lauren it's that you are like thing. a fresh face girl yeah. and don't wear any makeup because I am the exact opposite like you I love makeup I love my makeup I wear it for me like Thor says I wear it for myself and other women um I don't leave the house without my makeup because it makes me feel confident. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I like feeling confident in who I am. And I am such a big believer in supporting women in whatever decision they make. Yes. Yes. And I love wearing makeup. And so I, and and it's like a, it's like a me thing. You know, I take the 10 minutes every morning and do my makeup and it's just me. I have an entire accessory room, changing room, vanity room, whatever you want to call it that my husband's built for me that houses all my makeup and my jewelry and my accessories and my shoes and I pick out what I'm going to wear that day. And I love it. It's just like this little me piece of luxury that I've built for myself that I don't want to let go of. And it makes you happy. Yeah. And it makes me happy. Yeah. You're a glam girl. I am like, a glam girl. You are, you love the girly stuff, which is great. Yeah. And there's really nothing do. wrong with that as long as it's for you. Yeah, but I love that we're such close friends and you're the exact opposite yeah. of me. I have been wearing makeup. Like, you can see it on my face right now, I'm sure, because it's sparkly, clearly. <laughs> love it. But it's it it's new. This is a new thing. Like, I went to my corporate office job many days with no makeup on at all. And it wasn't like I just sat behind a computer. Like, I had in-person meetings and would be just nice but nothing on my face. <laughs> so. so what made you decide to make that change to start wearing makeup? I found a brand I really like. Yeah. Um, that is, it's like good for the skin too. Oh, nice. So I don't know. I just, I got into the brand and now I only use their well, products. Don't gatekeep it. What's yeah. the brand? <laughs> I was so. just sitting here thinking the same thing. I'm like, I need to know what this is. So um, it's called Jones Road Beauty. It's Bobby Brown's new company, new-ish company. Um, so Bobby Brown is like a well-known makeup artist and she's had, she's had Bobby Brown makeup brand for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but she actually left her own brand, left Bobby Brown and now has this, this stuff called Jones Road and kind of their, um, staple product is called Miracle Bomb and it, it's like a, it's a bomb. So it's, um, hard and you, you know, you just rub it on and they, there's one that's untinted or there's probably 10 different shades now too so you can use it as a blush you can use it all over but it's extremely moisturizing so you can use it in place of moisturizer um you can like the the untinted you can sleep in it I mean it's clean it's yeah so I really I really like that I have a bunch of the different colors and then I've gone ahead and now I have the mascara and the eye stuff and the foundation. It was a gateway drug. It was. (laughs) It was. But I've moved all of my, like everything else I've thrown away. So. So Bobby Brown and Jones Road, also very large TikTok presence. So I, I guess I need to get on TikTok. You need to get on TikTok. (laughs) Now be prepared that it will suck a couple hours of your life away a night. That's why I can only do it like Friday nights or Saturday. Yeah, I really, like, it really will. I will, like, just mm-hmm. get sucked into it. 
and spend hours yeah. TikToking. But it's also really relaxing it for me. It very takes relaxing. my mind off of whatever work stress or whatever I have going on. It absolutely is. But I am trying really hard to like pull myself out of that. So I now have a new rule that when I go to, I like to spend like an hour in bed as like my wind town time before mm-hmm. I actually go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so the first 20 minutes can be TikTok. And then after that, I have to switch to like reading a book, you know, or talking to my husband. <laughs> oh God, my husband would be asleep. <laughs> my husband would be out in the living room watching his own TV. Well, he's like over there TikToking too. Yeah, so. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be doing that too. TikToking in the living room watching TV. That's funny. So, Jordan, you talked about how, you know, with your hot mess express story, how really that was all made up in your head, right? It was. I mean, you you were not the black sheep. I don't know that your parents ever saw you that way. No, and actually, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm my dad's favorite child. Like, for the record, (laughs) there are three of us, but, like, I know I'm his favorite. Like, I know I am. And and they're so supportive. And my mom and I have, like, the world's best relationship. Mm -hmm. It really was totally in my head. Yeah. And I, I... like, why do we do that to ourselves? Because I, I feel the same way. So I talked about meeting my husband and I, you know, I was on the cusp of turning 30, which now at 36 feels really young. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? But yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I had a, a kid, I had a two-year-old and I had already been married. So I was divorced and like, who would want to marry me or who would even want to date me? Like, I was just like over it, you know? And here I met this guy who to this day will say he married up. Yeah. You know, he felt like I was this huge catch. And he was a single dude, like, living in an apartment with a dog. Like, he had no responsibilities, but yet he married up. So we do this to ourselves. Absolutely. And, and so we talk about social media. We talk about these, like, external influences. But I think a lot of it's in our head. It is. And that's so silly because, like, we're great. I mean, we are great. Like, all three of us sitting at this table, and I'm sure every woman listening to this podcast, all two of them... <laughs> Casey and Casey, yeah, Casey. But (laughs) all of our friends, you know, all these women, it's all in our heads. Like, yeah, we are we're great, and I think anyone looking at us from the outside would say so. Like to me, you're so Jordan. You are so successful, Mm -hmm. and like I admire that you put yourself through college and didn't have debt doing it. Yes. You know? That's my, right. That debt free, serious. paid for it out of my pocket. <laughs> that was really hard. Not something I can say. But <laughs> I owe a lot of money <laughs> in student loans um, that I'm a stay-at-home mom for. So, But, you know, I, I have always thought you were so successful. So it's all oh, – yeah. it's just stuff that we come up with in our we, – we come up with these own narratives in our heads. We do. Yeah. When you think about, like, who said the laundry has to be done? You have to do every ounce of laundry in order to feel like your house is clean. And I love, there was an article, I'll have to go find it for you guys. We'll have to, we'll have to do like an entire episode of laundry because oh I have God. lots of opinions oh. about laundry. But I read somewhere that I cannot cite a source right now, but it's not my own, um, that laundry is a cycle. You always are going to have dirty laundry. Oh, yeah. Because you're wearing laundry, yep. right? And so you're wearing clothes, your family's wearing clothes, you're going to use towels, like it's a cycle. We are not meant to have every ounce of laundry done in the house. So why every Saturday does every woman in America feel like they have to do laundry all day Saturday? It's this societal pressure or just this internal thing we've done to ourselves. Because let me tell you, do our husbands actually care if that laundry sits there in that pile? Hell no. No. As long as they have clean clothes. Clean clothes. And like mine will do his own laundry. Same. And I have... (laughs) 
I have screwed that up myself by telling him he can't do the laundry just because I don't like the way he folds towels. <laughs> and I have screwed that up for myself. You really shot yourself in the yeah. foot. This is, this is one of my perfectionism unwinding things I am working on, you guys. So he folds his towels like a double fold. I like a triple fold. I think it's nicer. I think it's cleaner. Like it's prettier. Fold and a roll. Yep. Oh, that's even nicer. Yeah. But he does just a big double fold. Okay. He will not change how he folds towels. But he has no problem doing the laundry. So I have so to let, let it him go. do it. Yeah, it's, it's a me thing. Yeah. I have made this up in my head. Mm-hmm. I have to let it go and let him do it and just use the double oh, fold. I've done the same thing. I mean, I'm just like, don't touch the laundry. I'll do it. And then I'm like, God, I have to do laundry again. Yes. Why, why did I do, do that, that to myself? Why? My husband will do any laundry except for mine because he's worried he'll like shrink a sweater because mm-hmm. he probably has done that a few times. But yeah, he will tell you that for his 13th birthday, his mom taught him how to do laundry. That was oh, her gift. My yeah. husband completely can do laundry. He can do all of it. I just am like, just let me do it. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just do it. And again, like you said, you sit there and you're like, God, why did I do this to myself? I mean, he, I mean, they're, they're completely capable of doing it all. And is anyone going to really look in your cabinet and see how that towel's folded? No, no. we're no. the only ones looking at this. Yep. That's the thing. It's like, it's my own insanity. Like right. I have to unwind this myself. Yeah. It's hard though. I think we're wired that way. I think as women, you know, um, I, I really think it's a generation thing. You know, you've, I grew up watching my grandma dote on my grandpa. My grandpa didn't even know how to get himself a glass of iced tea. Mm-hmm. My grandma was sick and we found out, you know, she, she had cancer and all this stuff and he didn't even know how to get up and get himself a glass of tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yes. is terrible that we as women, and you know what? I, my mom watched it. My aunt watched it and I've watched it and we do it all. It's, it's what we see. Yeah. My, both of my grandparents are the same way. My mom's mom worked her whole life and still took care of her husband all the time instead of letting him like be his own person and take care of himself. Yeah. And my dad's mom never even worked. She just took care of her husband. Right. Yeah. But like, it always amazes me. My mom's mom who worked so hard and in my opinion, probably harder than her husband was working still felt like she had to come home and do everything for him. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. My, so my parents are that way. My parents and they're in their seventies. They're early seventies. So, you know, older probably than some parents, but that's how my dad is. I mean, he he married my mom with the expectation that he would support her. She would raise the kids and take care of the house. And they're growing up. There was a meal, a hot meal, not hamburger helper, like a um, full, full meal four on, course, the table yeah, on the table every single night. And he would mow. He'd do outside type mm-hmm. stuff. But just the other day, I had to tell him where the trash bags were. <laughs> not even kidding. Because my mom had her hip replaced. Like, she couldn't take the trash out. And she had a walker. And I had to tell him where the trash bags were. And he's 72 years Amazing. old. Yeah. Now, I will say, I mean, and there are couples where that works. Like, if it, your mom didn't work. For them. If your mom didn't work and she enjoyed cooking and liked taking care of the house and the kid, You know what I mean? Like, like for some couples, that works. And mm-hmm. I'm all for do whatever works for your family. Right. And it just amazes me, these women who work full-time jobs mm-hmm. or more than their husbands – and then still come home, and then still 90% of the housework is on them. Yeah. Because well, my mom did. Don't see it. She worked. I mean, not when I was a kid, but then she went to work because she just wanted the extra income. Mm-hmm. And she still was expected to do all of that. Like, my dad doesn't know how to vacuum. Even if you stay home with the kids, like, that's 
also a full-time job? Uh, oh, because yes, it is. Yes, it is, way, isn't it, Lauren? If yeah. you have kids and you're going to work, you're paying somebody else a to full-time job kids. to right. watch yeah. those kids for you. Yep. So exactly if you right. stay home, you have a full-time job watching those kids. Absolutely. So that husband can still help with the That's laundry and true. the trash. And you, the know, you know, and, and I will say that my husband is not like that. Like, I'll be frantically, God, I need to get up and do the kitchen. I need to clean the kitchen. I need to do this. And he's like, oh, my God, woman, sit down. Mm-hmm. Mine you does the same thing. You don't need to be doing that shit. Just sit down and yes. it'll wait. Mine does the exact same thing. He's like, why are you being crazy right yeah. now? Can you please just sit on the couch yes. and watch a show with me? Like, yep. you know, he's very anxious. He's like, who's going to look at that? Like, who's <laughs> going to see what you're doing? Yeah. And I always drive him crazy because I'm always cleaning out some sort of pantry or cabinet or something. And he was always like... I don't know where anything goes anymore because you're cleaning the stuff out all the time and no one sees it except for you. Yeah. Just sit down. Yeah. So yeah, men are supportive. Like husbands can absolutely be supportive. And I know that all three of us are very lucky to have incredibly mm-hmm. supportive yes, families do. and supportive husbands, but it is, it's just something we put on ourselves. It is. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Very much. It's crazy. We're going to break the cycle, ladies. We have to. Through this podcast, we're going to fix ourselves. It's going to be fantastic. And we're going to help <laughs> women fix themselves. We've got to. Yep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What's that sound? <laughs> That's the Hot Mess Express coming into the station. Woo woo. So we're excited for the segment. Um, no matter how messy you think your life is, there's always somebody out there that's 10 times worse than you are. And yes. we found, Jordan found a great story of somebody that is, yeah, he's got a problem. Probably um, on TikTok. Probably. Was that where you found it? Probably. probably. So there was this Florida man that was attempting to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a man-made hamster wheel. <laughs> now he is facing federal charges after it took the Coast Guard five days to bring him ashore. What the hell was he thinking? I love everything about this. Like, <laughs> and here's the kicker. It's not the first time he's done this. So that much makes it better. so much better. Yeah. This was, um, let's see. The criminal complaint was filed in Miami. The Coast Guard spotted Resurrey Bellucci some 70 miles off the coast of Tybee Island in Georgia in August while making preparations for Hurricane Franklin. Bellucci told the Coast Guard crew that he was attempting to ride the hydropod vessel to England and that he had read, he had a Florida registration, which he was unable to locate for them. Imagine that. But a Florida registration for what? For what? Your, the hamster. The wheel? hamster wheel. Yeah, it says it was on board. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where? But where was it? But who gave it's him that wheel. registration? Does he got like a glove <laughs> box built into <laughs> one of the <laughs> rungs on the wheel? God. Uh, officer said the vessel was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys and determined that Bellucci was conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage. When they attempted to get him to leave the vessel, Bellucci told them he had a knife and threatened to harm himself. Um, Coast Guard agent Michael Perez wrote in the complaint, the next day, Bellucci threatened to blow himself up when the Coast Guard approached him again about leaving the vessel. When officers saw Bellucci holding wires, they contacted the U.S. Navy Explosives Ordnance Disposal Unit to help them determine the blast radius of the bomb. So this is going well. Yeah, this is going great. Wait, for him. so is there there is a bomb, or they just thought there might they be a bomb because, might of the be because of the wires? Because the wiring. Well, he threatened they, to blow himself up. Yeah. So he th- like made a bomb threat. Yeah, threatened okay, to blow himself okay, up. Got and it. So and he was holding wires when they saw him on his homemade giant hamster, hamster wheel, wheel in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, so on August 28th, the Coast Guard cutters 
Campbell and Valiant arrived on the scene to offer support, and they launched a small boat to deliver food and water and give Bellucci predictions of the hurricane. They again ordered him off the vessel, and he refused. He did tell them, though, that the bomb wasn't real. Okay. Well, that's great. You yeah, know. I feel better. <laughs> um, finally, on August 29th, the Coast Guard successfully removed Bellucci from the vessel, and on September 1st, he was brought to the Coast Guard base in Miami Beach. Bellucci attempted a voyage in a similar homemade vessel in 2014. In 2015, he served as captain of the port order for the Coast Guard that applied to any subsequent voyages. So they were like, hey, buddy, don't do it again. Don't do it again. But he did it. But he did it again. Um, He failed to comply with that order and was interdicted in a homemade vessel in 2016. So 2014, 2016... And now 2023, he did it again. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But yeah, and then he attempted attempted another voyage in 2021, and the Coast Guard intervened as well. So this is his fourth time. You'd think that he would learn. I love it. This is amazing. So is he like an engineer that is like trying to invent something? Or I think it's the, I think it's the like, the record kind of thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to ride this across the Atlantic ocean. Cause I think he's going in this story. I think it says yeah, he's going, he was to, going England. to England. Yeah. That's what he was also, planning on doing. Why from Georgia, Georgia. So like, did you know trivia that the state closest to the coast of Africa is actually Maine. So even though it's so far North because it sticks out so far East, it's actually the closest I can believe to that. To the coast of Africa. Yeah. So why would you do it from like south, the the southeastern coast? I, I just feel like you would travel I'm guessing because that's where he lived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that a whole lot of thought went into this plan. <laughs> but I love not it. the fourth, the, the other three times too, there wasn't a whole lot of thought. I love everything about the story. And we do, I do want to cite our source because I saw this like when we first started um, looking up stories for like Hot Mess Express stories. I saw this everywhere. Uh, but the story that we read here came from NBC2news.com. And um, I just love it. I love everything about it. At least, you know, no matter how big of a hot mess you are, and no matter how messed up you feel in life, at least you are not riding a homemade hamster wheel to across the Atlantic to England and making up bomb threats. Yeah. At least we hope not. At least we're hoping not, yeah. So I just think everybody can go into their week believing that they're better than that. <laughs> and Wait, does the guy live? Do we think he is from Florida since the ves- the vessel was registered in Florida? Because I, I feel know. like this is a very Florida story. Oh, it's definitely a Florida man story. It said, didn't it? Oh, it said a Florida, Florida man. man. That, oh, yeah. That was the very beginning of the story. Oh, yeah, it was Florida, Florida man. And okay. he, but he was 70 miles off the coast of Tybee Island. Right, which is in so, Georgia. So f- coming from, why in the hell would he go that way? Well, we don't actually know our geography. I feel like we should point out that we don't actually know no. what we're talking about. So maybe that was closer to England. I, I do know, I know that Georgia is on the complete other side of Florida. So, I mean, I don't know. No, it's not. It's north. It's, it's north? north of Florida. This is going really well. This is not going well. <laughs> yeah, no, you're talking about um, shit. You're talking about what is next to Florida? Not Louisiana. Not, Alabama? Is it Alabama? Alabama. I think it's thinking. Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. Yeah. Like if you're going from east to west. Okay. Florida, 
Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. I was just trying to figure. I mean, if he's coming from this, but Arizona. he's still going this way. Okay. Wouldn't you want to go that way? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut we're this gonna... trash out. <laughs> oh, no. This is staying in. This is fantastic because I want everyone to have a chance to fact check Lauren and her perceived <laughs> geography because <laughs> I don't know if it's right or not. So we're going to post the story. Oh, it's definitely right. Okay, I'm sure it is. We're going to post this story <laughs> in our Facebook group, and everybody can tell us why Tybee Island. Like, why would you Why would, why you, would you try to get to England? And why a hamster wheel? <laughs> like, if I don't think has anybody that can answer, answer that. Let me know. Is yeah. it inflatable? I'm just, I just have so, many, so questions. many questions. I need to see a picture of it. Okay. Our wonderful two friends that are going to listen to this podcast, if you have a Hot Mess Express story for us or feedback on any of the citations I'm sure we got wrong or Lauren's geography or anything else, you can email us at hotmessroundtable at gmail.com, which is very exciting. We have an official email account up and running. That is awesome. You can also post in our Facebook group, but please be kind to us. Yes. Be nice to us on the internet. Be nice to us in the email, too. And we're not looking at any dick pictures. We're not opening them. We're not looking at them. It's not happening. Nope. We will have our husbands censor that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing it. We're yeah. not doing it. So be nice to us. We're here to support each other and just support everybody else out there that's just trying to live their lives and just needs an outlet. We're just here for a laugh, you guys. Can yeah. laugh at us. Yes. At, with us. With not us, at not us. at us. Yeah. Well, you can laugh at us as long as you're nice about it. But yeah. my geography's right, for sure. You know what? I'm I'll just, bet you somebody the will internet totally will tell us. Tell us. <laughs> the internet's totally going to tell us. <laughs> They're totally going to fact check us on Fine. this one. Okay. Everybody have a fabulous <laughs> week. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. 2024. 2024. 2024. This is a great start. This is a good start. This is a good start. This is a great resolution for us. We're going to totally do this. We're going to rock it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. And we're going to like solve all of our problems through this podcast. It's going to be fantastic. This is like group therapy. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. Did you mention we might have guest speakers as well? Oh, we're totally going to have guest speakers. speakers. We're going to just like cycle through all of our friends and they're going to (laughs) come on. It's going to be fantastic. Do you know how good Casey would be on this podcast? Oh, he's coming. I'm going to make him coming. What's he the subject matter expert for? Just everything. Like, like he's just fabulous. Just, just in general. Just being amazing. Yeah. Being it's fun to true. be around. He's yes. Fantastic. Building culture. Building culture. I can turn anything into corporate lingo for you. Building culture. <laughs> you're supposed to be stopping that, remember? You're supposed yeah. to be winding down the We're breaking the, the cycle. We're breaking the perfectionist <laughs> cycle. No, I'm a proud corporate stooge. I'm willing to be a corporate stooge. I'm just not willing to be a perfect corporate stooge anymore. <sighs> We're not supposed to be perfect. <laughs> We're not supposed to be perfect. <laughs> We're supposed to be hot mess. Yeah, yes. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Thank you.